You Can Measure Anything, the podcast, shares conversations to help you clarify unclear concepts so that you can develop better measures that lead to better decisions. Let's get started. Recently, we held our live You Can Measure Anything, the webinar, where we discussed the five steps you would take to measure anything. The first step is to clearly define your construct, and we explored the topic using the concept of engagement. Join us in today's podcast for an excerpt from our very engaging webinar. Well, think about constructs within your organization that at some point somebody might have said, well, how would I measure that? I, I hear that quite a bit, which is why we came up with, you can measure anything. We have um, constructs like customer satisfaction is one that's a challenge. We can think about efficiency, resiliency. We can um, try to think of a few others, financial freedom. We hear these terms used, but they're not always that straightforward to observe, let alone define for the purposes of measurement. When you think about your organization's strategic plan or organizational goals, maybe your to-do list for the week, are there constructs that you have on your list that you find challenging to measure? Or let me take a step back, even not even measuring it, but maybe getting everyone on the same, everyone on the team to agree to the same definition of a construct. Uh, You could go ahead and drop those in the chat. Conflict management. Mm-hmm. This conflict management is implying the conflict has happened. Now we have to measure it because there could be also conflict avoidance or something that's more proactive. So again, you can think about, well, does that construct include both? Um, foundation of the dissertation, mm, allyship. Absolutely. You know, what does that truly mean? And is it, does it have the same meaning across contexts? That's something that we'll explore with our example today. Might be the same term, but has very different meanings. You know, one term that uh, seems like a straightforward to measure, and I'll put it out because we've got some education folks here, the concept of retention. Well, in a K-12 space, retention means you're being held back a grade, whereas in higher education, retention means that you're persisting or you're continuing on usually from one fall to the next fall en route to your degree. The retention, even though it sounds like it should be really a straightforward measurement, it could have different meanings depending on where you're using that term. And when we define our construct, these are the steps that we're going to take. And we'll revisit these because we're going to do these together. First, we have to name it. So when we're going to talk about allyship, we're going to talk about conflict management. Part of our steps is looking at others whether it's research or uh, in the case of retention, it could be different entities within the same industry of education. We want to get to a point where we can identify what it looks like and what it doesn't look like within the context of our organization, because now we're getting specific and that will help us to measure it. And then when we get to that point, we can actually get to a summary of what that construct represents and allow us to create those tools. And that's not just the, Um, item, but also the scale. And we'll have some choices there depending on what that definition looks like. All right, let's get into some defining because this is really where the the rubber hits the road, so to speak. Engagement. 
we have a construct of engagement. And before we even go down that five-step component of defining a construct, when you hear engagement, what comes to mind? Let's do a little free association. Go ahead and put the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word engagement. Connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could be a connection. Uh, participation. That's another one. Participation could be weddings, <laughs> depending on your frame of reference. Yeah, it could be um, weddings. Oh, oh, you were talking about student perspective of participating in the classroom. We can think about uh, that level of engagement, and you can always even flip it around and think about um, the qualities of even within the classroom for engagement. So from the student perspective, but also from a teacher perspective, or when we think about engaging in a commercial space, you know, how do we get someone to engage with a, a marketing campaign, let's say, what does that mean? That might be, uh, the term might be more like responding. So not just participating in that case, but responding directly in the case of a marketing campaign. There could be a variety of ways that we can look at engagement, but we really want to start to narrow it down. Let's look at it in the context today because it does translate across a variety of industries. Let's look at it in the context of a training opportunity, professional development training. Here we are right now doing something that is similar to that professional development training. But in every organization, there are online trainings, maybe that are required. There are in-person trainings that are there to uh, grow your skills or knowledge around a particular topic area. So in the context of that professional development training, we can think of, the: did they attend? Did someone actually attend it? I'm thinking about how others define it. We talk about participation was here, uh, connections. So when I think of connections in that context, it can also be, it could be connecting with other participants. It's connecting with the uh, content or the instructor. There could be the responsive piece, um, working on a task. It could be time on task. It could be quality of the task uh, that's done. Uh, what is actually produced? So there are a number of things that we can look at in the context during uh, professional development or some training opportunity where we can see if people are engaged. We can look for the nonverbal behaviors. I'm going to ask you now to flip it around. How do we know when people are not engaged? What's happening? What is what is going on? It's not just a lack of those things. Are there things that, what are we observing that they are doing when they're not engaged? So maybe asking a question and not getting responses. <laughs> that could be a lack of engagement. It could be a lack of understanding of the question. Thank you very much on the same page. So what are, what are your attendees doing when they are not engaged? Distracted, they look around, could be checking their phones on social media, uh, napping, not attending. Yeah, I, I remember uh, I've seen people go to training events or classes where um, they're knitting. And at first I thought, well, they're not engaged. They're knitting because for me, knitting is a very mental thing. I can't do it. <laughs> so it's very, you know, 
I, I would need a lot of focus to get that done, but for others, it keeps their hands busy and helps them pay better attention to what's happening. And you'll see that more and more you know, fidget tools are being incorporated into classrooms to help with focus. So whereas, you know, in isolation, it might've been perceived as not engaged. It was actually a tool to help improve engagement. So I thought that was really interesting that depending on, uh, you know, what I saw versus what actually was happening, sometimes uh, we need more data to really know what's going on. Could someone answer a question or respond in a classroom, let's say, or in a training opportunity and not be engaged? So now we're going to kind of uh, pick these ideas apart. So we know that participating, answering questions and responding appears that someone would be engaged, but could they be doing those things yet still not be engaged? I was going to say, it's a little different, but this is the closest I can get to an example. So I'm thinking of allyship, right? We think about, can you participate as an ally without really being engaged? We call that performative allyship, where people mm. are technically participating, but it's not genuine. I don't know mm. how that looks for your example, but that's just kind of what came to my mind. Yes, very good. Thank you. I've, I've heard that come up quite a bit around um, DEI initiatives. You know, are we, are we just doing things to check the boxes? Do we see that happening? And yes, yeah, so that could be the case. So when we're thinking about measurement of a construct like this, it is critical that we have multiple elements to define the construct. Uh, I, I tend to use the phrase as um, one item does not a construct make. So we could have that going on, but if we have other clues around that behavior that show us the individual or individuals are engaged, then we know where that falls in the continuum of engagement. So the more we can come up with what does it look like? What doesn't it look like? Where can one be in this, you know, in the construct of deliciousness we talk about, you know, you push the, your food away. Does that mean it's not delicious or does that mean that the person's full and they really enjoyed it? Well, we have to look at what other, what other clues do we have around the situation to determine where on the continuum that would fall. So once we do all of these things and we define what it could be and what it could not be potentially, then we go ahead and summarize our construct. And I use this sentence as kind of a working way of getting to a point where we're ready to write items. So in this case, we know someone engaged because we see the person X and the person does not Y. We have enough piece of evidence, enough clues that we can say truly this person is engaged in the content, in the classroom, in the discussion, in the whatever it might be, and the person does not do the contrary. It could be a number of characteristics. We hear a lot about community engagement, community involvement, parent engagement, family involvement. We hear all this, right? Engagement, engagement, engagement. But what are we really expecting? How far are we going with that engagement? Is it enough for the person just to show up or we need them to do more to show true engagement? Does that make sense so far? How else we get this figured out? Then we can start writing some items. I'm gonna follow up on your uh, napping in class because you might have a very engaged student 
who just has a bad day <laughs> and they just get tired. Again, looking at multiple pieces of evidence that student might truly be engaged uh, when they are awake, but there might be an extenuating circumstance. If we see a pattern, then we know we have some engagement challenges. Uh, not attending classes, that's, that's a great one. It goes to the same idea that, you know, you don't always hear a review from, let's say, go to a restaurant or to, um, you know, anywhere that you're spending your money. <laughs> if you're really, truly unhappy, you might never tell them that you just don't patronize them again. And we see the same things with students or, you know, in cases of uh, people attending trainings, they're, they're not attending. You know, they might not come back and say, Hey, let's, let's, change this up and I'm not really engaged in class. And this, this topic is really not, um, you know, my strong suit. I, I used to hear that a lot of statistics. <laughs> People would talk about that. If they were uncomfortable with the topic and they weren't making those connections, as you were saying, they weren't getting to that level of engagement. You know, they stopped showing up. They might not tell you why they just won't be there the next time. If you are motivated and engaged and ready to start measuring anything, Visit youcanmeasureanything.com and join us for You Can Measure Anything, the course, where we'll go into all five steps with lots of detail and templates and guidance so that your process will be as fruitful as possible. And if you want an even deeper dive and more support, consider We Can Measure Anything, the mastermind, where we'll only take 10 individuals for the first cohort that starts August 30th. As part of We Can Measure Anything, the mastermind, you'll have access to You Can Measure Anything, the course for a full year. You'll receive one-on-one -on -one support from me. We'll have monthly group coaching and you'll have access to the team for three work audits, which means perhaps you drafted a survey and you like some feedback or a data set that you would like someone to take a look at. So three work audits during the course of the year as part of We Can Measure Anything, the mastermind. Again, for You Can Measure Anything, the course, visit youcanmeasureanything.com and you'll also see a link within that page to We Can Measure Anything, the mastermind. We hope you'll join us. Join us next week for a constructive chat about another cryptic concept because you can measure anything.